Welcome back to Riot Underground. You found us, the place where you hear from instigators who are changing the world with disruptive technology. And I'm your host, Sarah Globa, here today with the last episode in our three-part feature of startups who have just graduated from RAP, or the Riot Accelerator Program. I'm so excited for you to hear from today's startups. We have Vitalflow and Nearsleep in the studio. And if you were at our pitch night, then you know that these are the two of our startups that were focused on devices in the healthcare space. So Vitalflow is focused on preventative respiratory health insights and Nursleep on a wearable sensor to measure brain activity. And they're going to share more about that. But let's jump in with, actually, I'm going to ask each of you, do you mind doing a a brief intro? I'm Andy Taylor, operations engineer for Vitalflow. And I'm Ember Melcher. I'm chief product officer at Nearsleep. So we're excited to have Andy and Ember in for this part of our startup episode. One question that we ask everyone who comes into the Riot studio so that listeners can get a good picture for who's in the studio is if you could pick anyone to play you in a movie about you, what celebrity would you pick? And that gives everyone a visual. Um, Let me know if we need to come back to that one or if you have someone in mind. Yeah, mine's definitely Tormund from Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like the answer and the confidence behind it. I've thought about this a lot. (laughs) I haven't thought about it at all. Uh, I'm going to go with Sansa. That's a good choice too, yeah. So now that we know who's in the studio, we've got our Game of Thrones theme going on. We have a couple questions for you about participating in a startup accelerator. So... It's been such a joy these last 12 weeks to see y'all coming in and out, working on your business, but then coming in and working in the accelerator and kind of bigger picture stuff. It's been fascinating for me. I feel like I've learned a lot from all of you. We want to flip the tables a little bit and ask you what you feel like you've learned. So a general question to start is what what was helpful about participating in an accelerator program like RAP? So for Vitalflow, when we started the Accelerator program, we were in an interesting position because all of the team members other than our CEO had just been hired. So none of us were really on the same page exactly. Mm. And so going through an Accelerator, as soon as we joined the company, really helped get us all aligned, get us to the point where any of us could give the pitch same way the CEO does. So it was really helpful for us in in that regard. That's a neat application of it. I mean, everybody was at a different stage. That's what another neat thing about the Accelerator program with Riot is that you get to work with teams that are at different stages from you. So you Mm -hmm. get to learn from that. But what a cool application of an Accelerator. Almost like, hey, we could do an employee handbook or (laughs) go through an Accelerator together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neat. So for Nearsleep, it was really great for me, particularly because I'm not one of the technical co-founders on my team. And to run an IoT company, you have to have so many different kinds of partners. There's a lot of functional areas to to do well. Um, And so we're fortunate to have co-founders. We can cover a lot of background with our different backgrounds. But what I learned in the workshops and the mentors that they introduced us to and the, the timing, it wasn't that we didn't know we would need those mentors, but we didn't find them ourselves at that moment. And so everything we ended up learning from them was a very unexpected bonus, but it's all been integrated because it is one company yeah. with just with so many parts. So yeah, I would just say the diversity of the network that they've been. Well, it sounds like in. bringing all the pieces together. I mean, we yeah. say all the time, IoT cannot be done in one vertical because there's so many different pieces from the hardware to the software to the data to that. Like there's so many different pieces that have to come together for an IoT play. And it makes sense that one individual might have a background in X, but you also need Y and Z. And so using something like an accelerator to become really well-rounded 
but not just within your own company and your own tech, but then you even expanded that to the network. So making sure you're well-rounded in the network. I had a mentor tell me once the time to need your network is not when you grow your network. And so using an accelerator or something like that so that when you need a network person that you have people to go and ask. Absolutely. So then that's something that I feel like if if I'd heard of an accelerator and heard your descriptions there, that would be pretty in line with what I, I think I would hope to get out of an accelerator. Was there anything surprising, though? Anything that you weren't expecting to get out of the accelerator or an experience you weren't expecting to have or anything like that that was kind of surprising about RAP? I think Ember touched on this, but when you think of an accelerator, you usually think of the business side of things, and that's usually what they're focused around. But the cool thing about the right accelerator is how focused it is on the, the technology side. Mm-hmm. And like in Ember's case, it really helps everyone get aligned, not just on the business side, but also on the technology side, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, there are so many accelerators now. Yeah. So thinking through what your specific startup needs, if you're a startup that is that has a tech play that has a hardware focus finding an accelerator that can match that with experience and mentors and programming is really important yeah Uh, what about you ember anything surprising there's a couple things but i'll start with the fact that um i used to run a startup accelerator Uh so i ran two that's right i forgot i was supposed to be nervous when asking you all these questions (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so there were i ran two cohorts one in india in 2013 and one in south africa in 2014 for an education only um venture capital fund so um, obviously, I know a lot about them. I have a little ton of research before <laughs> implementing them, but I'd never gone through one on the other side as the founder. Um, so a lot of it was surprising. I was, it was surprising how much you have to think during the sessions and, and <laughs> what can seem like an easy ask from the facilitator's view is a lot of immediate real-time strategizing for yeah. the founder. And, and if you don't have your whole team with you and you're trying to move forward with an exercise and you just got to kind of think about it and make a call, it really revealed a lot of our assumptions that we were unconsciously making. Oh, and yeah. I think that's some of the best things to clear up with your team. That's where a lot of your miscommunication can come from, uh-huh. from expectations you didn't realize that you had to verbalize. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a really great aspect of it. Just the stuff that I would think about when I didn't have them and then come back to them and say, what would be your answer? Oh, well, here's what I said. Sorry. <laughs> some of that foundational misalignment, just based on, I like the word assumptions for that. It's not that anything was incorrect. It's just one person might be assuming X and the other person's assuming Y. And when you're working so hard to build a business and work on your innovative idea, it's hard to take a step back and check that alignment all the time. Absolutely. And we're solving for why. It's not just choosing between them. Sometimes we just have to figure out what they are to start with. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that was also surprising that I liked about all the mentors that we met was people who are interested in IoT specifically have a lot of practice changing between paradigms. It can sometimes be hard to get advice from a mentor who's like got a background in pharmaceutical drug development on a strategy question for market launch. Uh, so they, between they different paradigms, like switching yeah. between like talking specifically about the tech and the applications and then to like the business and the marketing yeah. strategy. Or understanding uh, that you can't separate software from hardware anymore because yeah. the customer doesn't. And so, yeah, it's that context switching. That's what I've started calling it. That's been a great feature of the people that Riot's introduced us to. Yeah. That's neat. Do you have something on that? Are you nodding? Oh, I think what you were saying earlier reminded me of one of the workshops that we went through where we had to kind of on the fly create a product roadmap for the company, which <laughs> like is like sit down, create a product roadmap. Yeah. yeah. And, and we were pushed to be extremely brutal about it. And it really changed the way that we thought about our product. The way uh, Vital Flow thought about, I mean, that you guys have a pretty signature product right mm-hmm. now. That's yeah. Yeah. And it's it basically like we'd been thinking about kind of the grand strategy, but hadn't been thinking about version one of that. Mm. Um, and so going through that real quick, real brutal product roadmap, we got to sit down and think like, what's the bare minimum of our product to Is get version one? 
Yeah. Okay. Who was it that, that ran that? Eugene. Was, he was yeah. one of our mentors. mentors. Eugene Yaminski at yes. Citrix. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And I, yeah. what a cool example. That's one of many workshops that y'all had, yeah. um, but that you can recall so quickly. And I think it speaks to the the power behind some of the workshops in this program. And there are similar programs out there. I, I don't want to make it sound like we're only talking about rap, but it gets to, again, that challenge of make sure you find an accelerator that fits with what your startup is doing so that you can meet the right mentors when you need them. People like Eugene Yuminski from Citrix who can come in and be ruthless with your MVP, things like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And there are other accelerators that we haven't chosen to participate in, um, even after being accepted, because if it didn't really seem like a good fit or if they they didn't understand how to talk about what we needed advice about, then it was hard to justify the time. Um, But we've always felt great about the time that we've invested in the RAP programming because it's been really great workshops and people. It's awesome to hear you say that because I feel like that hopefully that gives other startups permission and really anyone who's thinking about professional development, but especially startups where that beginning time is so crucial you have to think about whether it's a good investment of your time just because you get into the accelerator doesn't mean you should definitely do it but then also the way that you've talked about it the way you've both talked about it is that the time is an investment real like the accelerator is a tool it really depends on how you use it the accelerator isn't going to do the work for you it sounds like in the workshops that you experienced you had to do a lot of I think you said earlier a lot of thinking (laughs) in it Um, so it's a tool you have to make use of it you have to use it like an investment it's not going to do that work for you I definitely think that's true. And I found that to be true with the relationships that you build. Entrepreneurship's very lonely. And in some ways, only other people who are working at startups or founding them can understand the trade-offs that you're making and and how hard it can be to communicate that with the other people you have relationships with in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get out of it what you put into it. And they, they gave us a lot of opportunities to connect just one-on-one as colleagues. Uh, that was also really valuable. Yeah, I wanted to ask a little bit about that, only because it's been fun watching all of you in the lab together and uh, when you all leave it gets real quiet (laughs) so what's it been like working right alongside these other startups I really enjoyed it it's good to be able to work with people that that get what you're going through uh, Mm -hmm. while you're doing it and it's exciting to be able to work with companies that are not necessarily in your exact world like it's we really enjoyed being able to work with companies that are in completely different areas like environmental monitoring or pet cremation. Yeah. It's really interesting. Absolutely. And it helps me keep perspective that it's just hard to have a startup mm-hmm. and it, it's not, it's not you or the idea you picked or the industry you're yeah. in necessarily. Like all these other people have such different ideas and they're at different stages. You know, some of them have been working on it for four years. Some mm-hmm. people are just coming on board as new team members, yeah. but, but it's hard. Everybody's having trouble. It's yeah. It's all hard. Work. Yeah. Yeah. It's that a is- lot of effort. That's just, that's how it works. Effort. Yep. That is refreshing because I feel like sometimes we talk to startup founders who are still pretty new at it and they're starting to feel discouraged because of how hard it is. And there's this attitude of, if I was supposed to be doing this, I would be good at it. Mm-hmm. If I was good at this, it wouldn't be so difficult. And that's not the case. It's hard. It's just hard. For everyone. Yeah. yeah. And we talk about the same things. Like what? what Which is fascinating because hiring. <laughs> right. You, to your point, the organizations are so different from smart pet cremation yeah. to flood detection and monitoring to gunshot detection sensors. I mean, everything is so different. And yet you're talking about the same issues. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my previous company, we hadn't gone through any accelerator or anything like that. And it was very lonely. Uh, and we didn't have any other companies to talk through problems. And when you talk to like potential investors, there's a, a feeling that you have to kind of always put up the, yeah, the you, best picture. It's like when people ask how you're doing, they're not really asking. You're supposed to say like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, yeah, you? Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, we need somebody that 
is really asking you that question and will authentically answer back. Yeah. So having that in the Riot Lab where you can come in and, and really ask someone how it's going, you felt like they would actually tell you what right. they yeah, had absolutely. going on. Um, just because everyone, everyone gets a struggle. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. and so it, it can be great for advice too because you can just tell them what's happening and they get it. So mm-hmm. when they're like, oh man, it'd be so convenient if you just had someone doing manufacturing engineering and you're like, yeah, can't wait. And then they're like, <laughs> okay, so you need a new idea. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> what about right now? <laughs> That's neat. So they're, because you're working with startups that um, even though they are so different, we've touched on that, they are focusing on an IoT play and they are all startups. And so there is some consistency with the kinds of challenges there. And so maybe that's another case for working in an accelerator that is really a good fit for you. Because not only is that better tailored curricula and network, but also the other startups you meet might have ideas for the challenges you're going through because they're familiar with them. You don't have to catch them up on your whole tech stack and mm-hmm. go to a one-on-one. And you're only ever going to meet so many people who want to talk about the trade-offs between wireless protocols. So you like got to take advantage of that when it <laughs> comes your way. You always have a home for that at Riot. <laughs> Um, I will have to ask, based on what you saw at Pitch Night, which startups are you most excited about, just as individuals? Like, which ones are you so excited to kind of follow and see what happens next? I mean, Greenstream taught me how often our state floods, like, of all the companies that might save my life. Yeah. (laughs) And, I like, I've lived in North Carolina for a long time. They just moved here from Virginia Mm -hmm. and taught me a lot about (laughs) flooding in North Carolina. Yeah, I'm excited about Safe Zone as well, just yeah. because of the stage that they're at and the how great of a problem they're tackling. Yeah. Uh, it's and their approach, right? Mm-hmm. Like the nuances about their strategy are really. It just seems like they're focusing on the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seem to have a good roadmap, and I I always appreciate just from a communication standpoint, even though they've been in this space for a while, and you would think they begin to get numb to how sensitive their issue is, they always do an excellent job yeah. of talking about the problem that they're solving. Um, and the solution that they they see for it. Yeah, it's true. It's the most upbeat conversations I've had about guns in a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, it seems like an antidote, I guess, is is the what I, the word I would use. Yeah. The violence is like a contagion, and, and we have to treat it like a public health problem. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Diagnosis is the first step. There you go. Well, and I have to ask, since we put you in this session together because we wanted to flip the question, working in a startup is hard. Working in a startup that's pitching something for the healthcare space has its own unique challenges. So since each of you has a perspective on that, wanted to ask you about the other's company. So like, what have you learned or what are you most excited about for NurseLeap and Metaflow? I would say that it was very validating their responses to us and it, it provoked me to really think about where they fit in the value chains of life, if that doesn't sound too philosophical. <laughs> um, but in, in a way, because we're healthcare, I think I ended up having a couple of conversations in particular um, where they were thinking about their potential for positive impact on health outcomes. Vital um, flow. Well, yeah. not just vital flow, but um, Pureloom, for example. Oh, yeah. yeah. So all the, So all the startups. We're a sleep company through. and circadian yeah. lighting is a lot of what he's arguing about and, yeah. and so we're a sensor he, he was wondering if he could get data from our device that would supplement his claim that this can help improve your sleep so even when you're not at the office you're getting a benefit okay. um, and Campana I mean you know one of their founders background is with grief counseling and mm-hmm. that's that's a very serious healthcare issue that can have a lot of complications long term if you're not addressing it um, and so, yeah, I think those are some of the best conversations that have come out of being a healthcare startup with other companies that aren't healthcare companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody's still that far away from yeah. having an impact. Yeah. Yeah. That's really neat. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's maybe it's because we're biased because we work in healthcare, but almost <laughs> any company could be spun to have some kind of healthcare play just because mm-hmm. anything that impacts your life impacts your health. Yeah. And everyone's trying to have impact. Right. All yes. of these companies had, yeah. had real purpose. You know, they, they weren't solutions looking for problems. That, right. That's not what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that really reflects the, the selection process also. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point about accelerators, too. Riot's RAP program got a lot of applications, and there are only seven teams in this cohort. And it'll take a few months before we get the next cohort in. But that's because Tom and Rachel spend a lot of time. And it's not just about, is this the best idea that we've heard? It's, are these founders open to being collaborative? Mm -hmm. Are they going to be good at um, discussing challenges? Are they open to considering a new project roadmap or healthcare play or something like that. So it's getting the right people in the room. So kind of trusting when you're thinking about an accelerator, maybe asking what the selection process looks like for the other people who are going to be in the room with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Casey, our, the New Sleep CEO has said repeatedly, one of his goals for joining was to stay coachable. Um, to stay coachable. Yeah. Because nice. you have to have a strategy and follow through on a vision, which requires some perseverance, but you, you can't shut yourself off to the influence and advice of other experts. And so, yeah. so yeah, having someone else set a schedule and remind you that you had goals from last week that you might not have gotten to yet. <laughs> and they remember asking that question. So no pressure, but answer it. Um, it I can it, see how as a founder, maybe you get away from having some of that. And so, well, there's just... You only so many people to hold you accountable and yeah. your team's really busy too. Right, so, right. Um, yeah, it, it helps with that kind of structure and, and yeah, it reminds you to stay coachable. What yeah. a neat application. I hadn't thought of that. So then what's next? What are, can you share any exciting things that are coming up? You kind of shared from your operations role what you think is coming next, but what about for your companies overall? What's what's next? Um, so we're, VitalFlow is currently live in a clinical study. Uh, we've been getting really good results from that. We have around 93% adherence to our, our platform right now, which has been really great. So we're going to be keeping that going. I, you know, I alluded to opening up our platform to other technologies. We're actively working towards that, which will help accelerate our timeline a great deal. And, you know, as the operations person, I'm becoming very focused on data, privacy, and security, which is becoming more and more relevant every day. So. Not you, Ember. What's what's Nurse Sleep up to next? Uh, we've had a great spring. We've won a couple of competitions, and yeah, so yeah, we have some fun <laughs> to play with. Um, so we are actually following up on more than one connection that we made at RAP for help with testing and certification, mm-hmm. um, and possibly also for some design inputs. And we are in the final stages of fin- a contract with the Defense Innovation Unit of the military to work on a slightly different problem from sleep that's still very connected to what our technology can do. So we're looking forward to ramping that up soon. Wow, that's really exciting. Well, I can't thank you enough for jumping into the studio. I know you're busy, but um, it was really fun to hear what it was like to go through that. I felt like a little bit of a fly on the wall getting to see everyone through those 12 weeks. But what I hope comes through to the listeners is for anyone thinking about going through a program with this, that first match piece is really critical. As we think about all the benefits that you all discussed, so many of those came from the accelerator and the startup being a good fit for one another. And so whatever accelerator startups out there are considering, just making sure it's a really good fit. Um, We talked a little bit about how it's a tool. You have to use it. It doesn't do the work for you. So that feedback was hopefully really helpful for the startups considering an accelerator. Um, but then really anyone interested in innovation always exciting to have people come in and talk about the projects that they're working on and hopefully you can feel right cheering you on as, as you continue with the hard but important work with these startups great thanks for having us yeah, yeah. thank you thanks so. hi everyone rachel Mullaney here i am the program director for the riot accelerator 
You just heard from some of our awesome startups that we've worked with in our past cohort. If this sounds like you and you're an entrepreneur working on an early stage IoT venture, we invite you to apply to join our next cohort. Applications are closing soon on June 30th, and our program starts on September 9th. We run a high-touch program. We bring in over 70 mentors and corporate sponsors to interface with our startups. We provide free technical resources, a prototyping lab, six months of co-working space, and tons of connections for you to bring your IoT product to market. To learn a little bit more and check out our application details, just go online to our website. We're at ncriot.org slash riot dash R-A-P. So check out the program. Uh, feel free to reach out to me if you need more details, but be sure to get an application in by June 30th. Thanks.